is episode 11 of Audition Notes. This is Audition Notes with Nick and Mark. Hello. Hello, this is episode 11. What's the question today, Haley? Can a foundation course be a stepping stone into drama school? No, good question. Good question. It is. Well asked. Relevant, relevant as well. Very relevant. Yes, uh, for several reasons. There was uh, an article on in The Stage. The Stage, written by Susan Elkin, who, who talks a lot about uh, drama school training in her columns in The Stage. Um, yeah, she was talking about, um, you know, how how foundation courses can help you, what to look for. Is it know. worth explaining what, what a foundation course actually is? Yes, go ahead. Um, I was hoping you would do it. Uh, what is a foundation course? Well, it's, think of it as a stepping stone. So a lot, a lot of students come out of college, um, uh, maybe they've done BTEC or, or college courses, agencies, um, yeah, the, the, and, and they're thinking, right, I'm ready to go to, to the big drama schools or I'm going to get ready to go on a three-year, three-year full-time course. Um, and maybe they're not ready. Um, maybe for a variety of reasons they need something in between to step them into that new journey. So a foundation course is um, the first level of training that would benefit you, that would help you get into drama school, basically. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that's kind of part of the promise, isn't it? Um, part of the the sizzle behind these foundation courses um, is that it's a chance to spend a year inside one of these top drama schools studying the thing you most want to study. Right, because a lot of the drama schools themselves um, that reject you will have a foundation course. And what can happen, not always, but they they can audition you and, and then say hey, we don't think you're quite right or ready or old enough or wise enough or in a, in a state where we're ready to train you. So what we'd like you to do is to consider coming on our foundation course, um, which they're usually a year, aren't they? They're usually just under a year, mm-hmm. actually. Uh-huh. Uh, two to three terms, which is not usually a complete year. I know that RADA's, when I looked at it, seemed quite short, actually. Um I mean, most of the big schools are, are doing that. Um, I think RADA definitely um, has one. Lambda Birmingham Conservatoire, as it's now called. It's Royal Birmingham Conservatoire. Yeah. I've forgotten about that. Yeah. Um, lots of schools run them. Um, it's worth saying that a lot of the smaller schools also um, have started running them too. Uh, we should make a disclosure, I suppose, that... Uh, ACS is also um, preparing to begin uh, a foundation course um, from September 2019, which is specifically designed at trying to help people get into drama school and thrive when they're there. Um, You know, it'll be the real ACS noble um, experience as, as always. Uh, but different from our diploma acting course, which is about getting people into the industry, this one is designed at helping people make that step. And the reason why we've done it is because year on year, we spend a lot of time doing one-to-one private drama school audition coaching with people. And, you know, we're pretty good at it. And, uh, you know, 
good proportion of, of people that we work with. I love the way you said people because I thought you were going to say like we spent doing audition coaching with sheep sheep <laughs> sheep uh, yeah they're a little bit fluffy um, yeah so, so they, they you know, obviously statistically you've got a very low chance of getting into drum school right so what happens then what's the statistic I think we measured it at 1.1% of applicants so 8% of applicants to a certain school I won't say which one uh, get get an get a recall, and then of them, if you like, or of the oh no, of the overall amount, one point one percent of students, around one point one percent of students would would be offered a place. So what happens if you don't have the uh, experience or skills that make you attractive enough for a drama school to say yes, we're going to invest three years of our time and energy into training you? Where do you do? What do you do then? Yeah, and a lot of people, and I know you're frustrated about this, and I am too. A lot of people then go off to local college courses. You know, and I don't want to disparage all local college courses. We can be a bit down on them from time to time, but you know that they're, they're not well funded. So you know, students tend to work two or three days. Forgive me if your college does a lot more. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. I'm glad they do. Uh, but a lot of the time, we're told that they're not funded f- uh, on these courses for more than two or three days. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really polite of you because. In actual fact, a lot of people come to us auditioning for a diploma course and talk about the college experience in, in the context of, well, I'm only there for four hours on a Monday, seven hours on a Tuesday, and five hours on a Friday. And of that time, I don't get to see many of my tutors. Yeah, so oh, they've just reduced our hours, and we were going to do a play, but now we're not. So it's just not, you know, that's not training. You know, that's basically filling up your time for a year. Yeah, that feels a bit like crash, and I don't mean to be rude to any of our listeners. I don't think any of you are children, but I think just giving you something to do for a year, you might as well go and do something else. Well, like go it, and volunteer somewhere instead. You'll learn more about it, yourself. It goes back to the same thing. It's because there's a, there's a high demand, right? Yeah. So where there's a high demand for something, it's easy to supply a product which is weak. Um, yeah, and because uh, you can get away with it because uh, there's enough people that want to do it. Absolutely, and they're they're relatively low cost, as in they're basically free um, because you, you know the fees are paid by um, either through uh, the government or or whatever. And, and you know, it's, and there's a lot of people in the class. There might be twenty or thirty people in that class. We don't really consider that kind of course a foundation um, for some people in some colleges. I'm sure it's a brilliant foundation. Our experience is, however, that a lot of students don't get out of that what they would from a real foundation course. But then, you know, <coughs> colleges are not pretending to be foundation courses either. True, that's the point. There's not, there's nothing, let's say there's nothing, there's not as many courses as there should be out there that bridge that gap, which is which is why the places that we've mentioned do do it. And, and, and it's, is, a, I mean, it's a brilliant money spinner for them, like, if I'm a little bit cynical about it. Um, we're not going to accept you onto our main acting course um, however, you've got a bit of something about you. You're not. You're you're probably trainable, but you're not within our kind of top one point one percent. So for eleven thousand pounds, you can come and spend most of a year with us in our professional environment. And if you're lucky, or if it's suitable, you might grow into the kind of person we might accept. Of course, they never make any promises. No, of course they don't. They're not no. stupid. Um, but there's an implied promise 
in being accepted into the course. There's course a psychological contract that they've accepted uh, you. Of course it is. When you're justifying to your friends and family, well, actually, I'm going to go and spend a year doing this other thing, not what I auditioned for, then, then you know, part of that argument is because that, surely that increases the likelihood of me being accepted the following year. Well, actually, no, it doesn't. No, I've seen quite a few people go and do... Um, Quite a few really good people go and do foundation courses at some of those big schools and be unable to get into that school. Having said that, I know a young gentleman who did a foundation at Lippa, who was an accepted to Lippa um, and uh, recently graduated and is now, you know... Well, and, you'd, and you'd hope that would be the case. You would hope that if you were a good student on those courses and that you you embraced the... The, the skills that, or the learning that you were introduced to, that that would be recognised by the... By the but the, the truth of the matter is there's so many people applying every year. Yeah, totally right. Uh, totally right. There's, there's no real need. Um, so I'm just thinking about this article yeah. in the stage. There's, there's a good section at the end, what to look for on a, a drama foundation course. So if you are thinking about a, a, doing a drama foundation course as a stepping stone to drama school, these are the things that uh, the author, whose name I forgot. Susan Elkin. Sorry, Susan. Susan. Yeah, she's uh, comments. So a good foundation course prepares you not just to be a student at the next level, but begins begins to get you ready for the industry. And um, someone at RADA has said, you know, their three training pillars are creativity, technique, and readiness. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a good experience of that foundation course. I'm sure other people have... Um, a client of mine who went to the foundation course there seemed to have not the best time there. Um, she was very keen to be there. She was very excited. It was very expensive. You know, they pretty much had to sell the farm to afford to go there for a year. It's central London. It's the cost of living in central London plus the fees. We're probably talking more than £20,000. You feel incredibly lucky to be there. And then... You're surrounded by people who look like they're having uh, a gap year in London. Mm. Uh, that's the experience that she had, and it seemed very disappointing. I mean, you know, we all have to sell the experience to ourselves, right? When we, whenever we spend a lot of money, we're going to have to kind of believe in it. Otherwise, we're going to feel very disappointed. But yeah, I think I think this this I think it's great. Maybe it's different now. And they've said creativity, technique, and readiness. They're they're great things, but. I mean, you'd need to know what that what that comprised of. Um, what, what what does it mean to be ready? You know, are you going to get a bit of the technique that then you're going to explore later yeah, on? Susan talks about like the need for there to be a lot of audition technique. Um, on our our foundation course, our drama school preparation uh, course, um, we're 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 designing the whole thing to point at drama school. Not just a general readiness, not just a general improvement, but quite specifically, mm. I think those courses have to acknowledge that they are pre-drama school and that people go there for that reason. Um, you know, it's it's hugely labour intensive to do one-to-one coaching with people, mm-hmm. and Susan talks about that. You know, uh, you know, it should include a focus on audition technique with lots of one-to-one-to-one help. Yeah. I don't see how they can afford it. Um, I mean, we've built one-to-one coaching into our foundation course, but, you know, that's still time-intensive. It's still expensive for because, us to do. Because the reason why it's 
it's a really good point she makes. The reason why it's, it's super important, as she said, even choosing audition pieces that are right for you isn't straightforward, so look for a course yeah, we see people you. making very bad choices really about their material choices. all the time. They just don't understand what will work well for them. You might have, you might have a fantastic uh, uh, you know, experience uh, with your with your year doing work, you know, training on a, on a foundation course, but if, it, if it's not prepared you for that audition to get you into the drama school you're going to be into... You're still only going to be judged at the audition stage. Right, so, like, if you if you give a poor audition that doesn't do what it needs to do, we've talked about that in other podcasts, and we will do, you know, in, in the future as well, I'm sure. But then that's the whole point that you're judged on. You can't turn around and say, "Hey, guys, I'm sorry that my monologue didn't have a journey or a turning point or a climax, and that I just sounded like I was, you know, depressed all the way through from start to finish." But um, truth is, I was amazing student for the last twelve months on this foundation course. No, it's not got you ready. It's not got you prepared. So actually, that's probably the most important yeah, thing. Yeah. I mean, one of the points she makes here is like study the progression rates, basically the success rates of of the current courses. Um, I, I mean, I agree that to a certain degree, um, I'm not sure how much they'll want to publish those those facts. Um, you know, when it goes well, of course, they'll want to shout it from the hillsides. Yeah. When it doesn't, they're not going to want to admit to it either. I'm, I'm not sure, like, I don't even know. I don't even know if it's a fair statistic to measure in the sense that we don't really know, we don't even know if we have clear numbers of the total number of people auditioning. I mean, we've got some stats on, on acceptance rates, but it's, it's a bit of a stretch, you know, it's a bit of a stretch. But of course, you know, it's, it is a way of measuring things. We won't, we won't have that data because it's new. So, you know, we have, you have yeah. to earn it, I guess. So the proof of the pudding will be in the, in, in the eating. Yeah. So um, one of Susan's last points is about um, sort of what the end result is and the course needs to be, you know, fully aligned with the industry. Um, I agree on one hand, it should absolutely be connected to the industry. I think that's very important. On the other hand, what's the purpose of this course? Um, if, it's, if you're not in a position to be accepted onto their three-year BA course into drama school, you know, to, to be preparing as a professional actor, then I think this course has some other um, um, kind of specific uh, goals as well. I think there's personal growth, and I don't mean in a kind of hippie, uh, you know, amorphous, non-specific way. I think personal growth is a hugely important. Yeah, it's massive. I've worked with clients who needed considerable work on on their their own confidence before they could get out there and start auditioning. And um, that doesn't come from exposure to the industry. It comes from uh, the experience of doing it, getting good feedback, being challenged, being challenged, believing uh, overcoming in that, those obstacles, um, growing in confidence. It's, the training is about you and your journey, right? It's about... Are you evolving as a human being? I think the the the, the more we work with people, the more we realise we're actually we're actually coaching uh, people, yeah. And and we're not we're not it's not a just, it's not just about the acting process. That's a big part of it, of course. But it's about how you react and and uh, deal with it and on on a daily basis. This new new ideas, new mindsets, new challenges whether it be f f 
intensity of amount of time that you're doing something or how, how uncomfortable it might make you feel because you're trying to work on a scene that is way out of your comfort zone in terms of your default behavior. These things make you grow in confidence and, and, and you make you feel better in your own skin, I think. I think that's really important. Choosing a course isn't easy. There are a lot of them. Um, and going to one of those major schools is an obvious choice because you know they are already doing what you want to be doing, no doubt. Um, take a look at the range of courses that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the same as picking a drama school, and we'll cover that in more detail in a future podcast. But mm-hmm. like, you've got to know that at least what they say on their website and. Um, at least what they say on the website and at least what people seem to be saying about the place resonates with you. Um, Does that sound like your kind of place? Uh, I know ACS is a real kind of no bull. We've got actual things to teach you. You're not going to be just fluffing around all day doing, you know, uh, while we drink coffee, you're away doing improvisations. You know, we have a specific program of training that we like to... Uh, give to our students so that they have a level of autonomy and confidence um, and keeping you, keep you busy yeah but maybe that's not for everybody maybe maybe yeah. you know and, 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 and you know I put this on Instagram a couple of weeks ago like maybe we're not for you like maybe RADA isn't for you either maybe that's not the environment maybe uh, Lambda or any of the other courses might not be for you you kind of need to see past you know, the label and kind of try and work out what it is that you like about the place. It is tricky because you, you don't, especially with a lot of places, again, this perhaps is another topic we should talk about. If, if, if the audition consists of you arriving, waiting in a, in, a, in a separate area with a bunch of other nervous people, walking into a room in front of a couple of strangers who don't really talk to you very much beyond how are you, how was your journey and you'd perform your monologues and you leave, how does that give you a sense of it being an environment or a, or a place of learning that you want to spend a year of your life in? It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't. No, no, you're right. And I, I always felt like people fetishise certain schools unfairly. Um, um, you just might not like that place. And I, I remember you went for auditions, right? I think you got into two schools, Nick, didn't you? Yeah. You got into Mountview, you got into East 15. Yeah. And at the time, you just had, didn't have a good vibe about Mountview. That's what I seem to remember. Yeah, and it was it was really... It that was about 100 years ago. It was. Really. So like, I have no idea where I pluck, plucked that memory from. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, long time ago. <laughs> um, but, the, the, yeah. But East 15, I think, the reason why I kind of fell in love with it... Um, is because they invested time and energy into spending time with the people that were there. I think it was pretty much a half-day process, if not more. And you got to try and do different things. So when you left, you felt like you had a bit of an understanding of the culture of the place, I suppose, is what it boils down to. You got a feel for the culture and its people. And and that's that's the culture and the people that you're going to have to work with. Yeah. So that's really, really important. I think that's a really good way of... Uh, one thing you might judge a foundation course on was was the experience you had at the audition. Um, you, you are choosing where to... If they're offering you a foundation place or if you're going to for a foundation place, you're investing a whole lot of money and I really think you should uh, have, a, have, a, have a, a pretty 
smart think about the, the, the time you had there. You know, did you enjoy it? What were the other students like? Were people showing you around? Yeah, it'd be great. What kind of experience? Talk to students, wouldn't they? Talk to other students. Mm. How much time did you get to chat with the staff? Um, or was it your formal kind of in-out, you know, thanks very much uh, experience? Uh, I know now that a lot of the schools um, offer auditions all over the country, so you mm. don't just have to come to London. That's true. Um, but I don't think that suddenly means they have a ton of time to spend, you know, speaking to you uh, and getting to know you. Uh, and we're definitely going to get into that in, in a future podcast about, you know, how long's the process? How much time do they spend with you? How on earth do they know anything about you after spending seven minutes with you? I understand why they have to do it, but that doesn't make it right on the other hand. Uh, Nick, I'm going to ask you for your final thoughts on foundation courses. My final thoughts are that if you are unfortunate enough not to be offered a place on a three-year course at a drama school, don't feel like, A, that's the end of your journey, or B, that you have to just keep uh, fighting that same battle for the next umpteen years like a friend of mine seven years on the trot she applied to that right. drum school um, there is there is something in between which may just be really good for your personal development and your practical skill development um, and that's where a good foundation course comes in which if it if it's uh, the right kind of experience will give you the confidence and some skills and audition work importantly that will maximize your chances to get into drama school that next time that's uh, that's great advice that's great advice well uh if you're interested in taking a sneaky peek at our uh, foundation course you can go to our website which is actingcoach.co.uk and look for the one year foundation course if you've got questions you can always drop Haley an email Hello at actingcoachscotland.co.uk. You can have a sneaky peek behind the scenes of the studio at our Instagram account, which is We Are Acting Coach Scotland, or you can join us on Facebook and see what we're usually discussing some kind of acting issue that's in the news uh, there. Uh, we hope this has been a useful uh, podcast discussing the, the ideas of foundation courses, and we hope you'll join us again for episode 12, which no doubt will follow bye guys bye bye you can find acting coach scotland on facebook follow us on twitter at hello underscore acs or see behind the scenes of the studio on instagram at we are acting coach scotland